I swear the landscape fabric does not stop weeds and, yeah, and the black plastic does, you know, and it does trap moisture in the ground, even though it doesn't let a lot of moisture through from above, but I've never lost a plant, uh, where I've had black plastic and I've had a lot fewer weeds. So, well, the good thing about the weeds, when you, when you do it with the felt or the plastic is they don't have a very big root system and you can just pull them right up. That's a good you know, point. Just pop them right up and they, and they come right up. But before I do my mulch, I'm going to do that either plastic or the, or the felt, but also let's remind people too, when you get your mulch delivered, we've talked about scalp time. Do not just drop it in the middle of your driveway. Cause it will it definitely will stain your driveway. So be careful with the mulch. Then you'll be calling us in a month and going, how do I get that 12 by 12 foot stain out of my concrete driveway? <laughs> oh, I felt so bad for one of my customers many years ago. They had some red mulch delivered. You know, concrete turns white after the first year or so when we get it. And they had, uh, it was a year after it was poured. So it was a very light white driveway and they had some black mulch delivered and dropped off. And the gentleman told me he had the day planned. It was a Saturday had it dropped off. Him and his kids were going to move it. And then something came up where they couldn't get it done. They had to leave real quick. And it sat in his driveway for like two days. And I haven't gone by there, but I probably should. I don't even know if he still lives there. But it was, I felt so bad for him because there's no yeah. way. I mean, you heard the, the, the guys from Motor City Floors and Coatings yesterday say how concrete is basically a giant hard sponge. And that's what happens once that, uh, that color permeates into the pores of that concrete. To try to get it up, to use a muratic acid, you're going to do more damage to the concrete. So <sighs> that, that's what I told him, and I felt very, very bad for him. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. It's almost like you want to put mulch over the entire driveway now for two days. <laughs> get a uniform color i i know I, I think that's great advice i i really respect that you're sharing that with people because who you know you wouldn't think about it especially if it's a lighter colored cedar you know you it wouldn't occur to you that that's going to stain the concrete right 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 and some some more mulch advice for people listening out there when you go to let's say you're going to pick out bags because nowadays you can buy mulch at any gas station gas stations you know load them up i know make sure you take a good look at that bag of mulch first what you don't want to do is buy any last year's leftover stock because once you empty that it's going to be full of mold it, it starts off moldy to begin with so make sure when you do purchase the uh the mulch that it's this year's mulch um because I've done that. I've opened those bags and seen the mold on the mulch. It just oh, irks me right away because you're not going to put it all back in the bag and take it back at that point. <laughs> well, you would. Yeah, I, yeah, right. <laughs> you buy those giant uh, freezer bags that you try to put it. You know, that's so true. And there are some molds we've talked about in the past that uh, you put them right up next to the house. And, and they actually explode as they proliferate. And they will stain siding to the point where it is really, really hard to get them off of siding. Yes, I agree. I agree. Hey, have you done any mushroom hunting? <laughs> no. I'm yeah, go yeah, I did at Kroger last night. I'm, I've gone out a few times and I haven't <laughs> found any yet, but I'm going to get back out there today because right now the morel mushrooms should be popping like crazy. And it is a great thing to do with them. When I was, well, when I was younger, my daughter, her and I used to every year go out. And we'd find honey holes. We knew where they were at certain areas. We knew where they were in certain areas. And uh, hunting morels is a lot of fun uh, if you have some time to do it with your kids. It's just, it's a lot of fun. You know, speaking of kangaroo, we got a company up in Macomb County there that's got all kinds of talent and ability to repair a roof and warranty it or install a sloped roof with shingles or a flat roof with a good EPDM product. They can kind of do it all when it comes to roofs. I stopped by there last week. They're in a new location on Grossback, I believe just north of 12, 13 mile. Great, great, great company. We refer them a lot for repairs because they're so honest when it comes to the repairs and, and the replacements. If you're thinking you need repair or a new roof, pop to it and call Kanga Roof. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. Want to kind of set up the show for you today. At ten thirty, we're going to be talking to the folks from Granite Source of Michigan, which is an awesome, awesome business. That if you haven't discovered yet, you're going to want to discover. Is that a fair way to put it? Oh, again, beautiful countertops, one of a kind. You can have your own special, like fingerprint 
countertop that no one else has. You know what? That's a great way to put it. We'll have to make sure we talk about that at 1030. But after that um, segment, we're going to open the show up uh, to phone calls up until the noon hour, at which time Ken and I are going to sprint over to the world headquarters at Amnesty and talk with uh, co-owner Steve Dickinson about all the great things that are going on there. And it, doesn't Steve and his partner remind you of Max and Rob at Motor City Floors and Coatings, just young, smart, aggressive business people that are always trying to innovate? They're, they're identical. Their personalities are, are so identical. Um, kind of reminds me of you and I when we were at each other, right? <laughs> well, let me think. What are you laughing good, at? I wasn't good looking. I wasn't smart. Um, <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. We both were. We both did fine for ourselves when we were young, and we love seeing guys like this because oh, they do. don't rest on their laurels. I mean, they are always trying to find new things, new innovations. I mean, let's talk about Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning, which we're going to highlight here between noon and one. They started out cleaning air ducts, and when they started out cleaning air ducts, people like you and I went, what? They had to I, convince people it was something yeah. that needed to be done. Yeah, and even yeah. us need to be convinced. And, you know, once you go to their website and you see their videos – of, of a, a vacuum hooked up to an air duct that's whipping these literally sheets of dust. I mean, if, if you're a homeowner and you have not got your air ducts clean in your lifetime, just send them, I mean, they'll come out and they'll show you a video of how dirty they can be. And it oh. cleans your air in your home. There's just no two ways about it. Your air is healthier in your home once Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning leaves. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should also mention um, a longtime friend of the show and somebody you and I think a lot of, Bratcher Electric. Um, they are swamped. Yeah. It seems like everybody wants them for rewires and for and, uh, generator installs. And we, we should pass on that it's a good thing. They're so good at what they do that they're just booked out there for a couple of months. But uh Thank God they're still taking care of our listeners because people, it's amazing the demand, isn't it? Everything that people do in, in the United States in 2022 and beyond is going to take more patience. Everyone, you go out to dinner, you have to be more patient. You, you call a contractor, you have to be more patient because every one of our contractors, every one of our team partners, Chuck, could use more people. And we're going to highlight that next week with our introdu introduction to the trades next weekend. I know how but exciting. Every, every one of them can use more people. And electricians, unfortunately, we're not, for lack of a better word, spitting them out fast enough. We need more of them. And uh, just be patient. When you call a Bratcher Electric, they want to get to you. They want to install your generator or come and take care of your, your ceiling fan. But they're busy just like everyone else is. So no matter who you call and and that side of the world um, for service, please be patient. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because um, on Sunday next week at 1130, we'll be talking with Jennifer Mefford on behalf of uh, NECA. Yes. And, and the electricians and the great things that they're doing. Uh, unfortunately, we've only got Jennifer for one segment next Sunday, and I guarantee you we're going to get all the information out there that we need to, but you're right. She'll at least open the door on, you know, if you want to become an electrician or you have a son or daughter that does, how to do it. And we, mentioned, we mentioned that yesterday. For every one tradesman coming into the trades, there's four or five leaving the trades who are our age who are getting away for it. So as a society, as a country, there is not a better time to get into the trades. If you have a young person in your house or anyone that wants to get into the trades. And Chuck, it just makes so much sense today. If you know you're not going to continue education in college, you can go and work behind an electrician, a plumber a concrete finisher, a drywall, work behind them. Framer, a roofer, keep going. Yeah, it learn, goes on. Learn the trade and make money. I mean, an apprenticeship is going to a school while you're making money. And boy, if you have a ch child or someone who wants to get in trade, and here's the thing about it, Chuck, the door is wide open for women to come into the trades. Well, that's why I was going to correct been. you earlier because of your crude political incorrectness when you keep saying tradesmen. I think it ought to be tradespeople. I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm sorry if I offended you. I know how sensitive you are. Well, it does hurt. <laughs> 
listen, trades people. Like I said, the, the door is open. <laughs> the door is open to trades people. And Chuck, you, when you and I went to school, <clears throat> I don't know how it is today, but there was a 10, 20% of our freshman class in high school that didn't graduate. They may have gone in to, to school with us in ninth grade, but they didn't graduate by the time they got out. And that is just some people. They're always going to be there. If I had a son that I knew, son, you are not good at schoolwork. Pull him, head him over to the trades. He has a career for life. What's we talked to Pat Kelly. And Chuck, what did Pat Kelly say that it takes to be a, a master electrician? Bruce, our friend Bruce will tell you what it takes to be a master electrician, the amount of training that goes into I want to say it's like at that. least a decade from, from start to uh, taking the test and completing it, um, which is analogous to someone having a couple of PhDs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, possibly, you know, getting into a medical profession and becoming a doctor, uh, that might be 12 years or so, but still it, it's a long time. So, but once you got it, it's valuable throughout the world. Yes. Forever. Good point. Yep. You can go, you can go wherever. I mean, by the time you're 30, 32, you're making a hundred, $150,000 plus in a trade that you enjoy. And you and I have always loved the trades because we've always been our own bosses. You know, we've had yeah. no one ever telling us you have to be here at that time. It, it, it's a wonderful freedom and a wonderful career. And yeah. we want to make sure people listen next week because we're going to bring a lot of information. We are. We're going to have fun doing it, too. I, I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. a lot of good people. Uh, the Clarkston uh, Building Trades Program. That when, when was the last time we had them on the show? It's, it's been a It was pre-COVID. Okay. So there you go again using that word. Dave. I'm sorry. Gosh. I'm sorry. Hey, did you get the hailstorms last night? I, I no. tell you. What heavy, do you mean? heavy rain. Heavy oh, rain. We got heavy rain and we got heavy hail. We got a lot of hail yesterday. Any and damage? I gotta tell you. No, I look I went and looked out on my truck afterwards, make sure I didn't have any little dings dings and dents, and I did not. But I gotta tell you, there were so many gutters that were overflowing yesterday with those rains. Most gutters can't handle that volume of rain. Unless you have the larger gutters, the six-inch gutters and downspouts that someone like Atlas Home Improvement installs. So you want to protect your home right. You want to make sure you have the right gutter system on there. We want you to call Atlas Home Improvement. Good morning and welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys. Laughing and learning 24-7 at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. The Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Hey, Chuck, we talked about Granite Source of Michigan, and we have a, uh, a, a gentleman on with us right now, Detroit Radio legend, who um, knows Granite Source of Michigan very well, has been there many times. Mr. Jim Harper, how are you doing, sir? Hey, guys. Good morning. What a beautiful morning. Oh, my goodness. So are you listening? Are you going to go uh, grab your pen and paper and take down lists? We're going to give you a bunch of stuff you need to get done around the house by the end of the day, end of the day, Jim, okay? I'm happy to make the list, but I need my phone because uh, I need to call people to do the work. <laughs> you guys. The, the InsideOutsideGuys.com, Jim. <laughs> no, you guys, are, you guys are really so good at this. It's, it, you know, I have to remind myself and write in the palm of my hand, it's righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jim, we've endeared ourselves to the females in the audience. We send them the list that that we suggest they then <laughs> impose on their husbands. That's a great idea. That's a great. Well, I'll give you an example. Um, the other day we were going to have company. My sister was coming over, and my wife said, "Hey, can you hook up the power washer so I can uh, wash down the <laughs> the lawn furniture?" And I said, yeah, I can do that. So, you know, I got to drag the hose out. I got to find the power washer. I got to make sure I have enough power cord. I got to hook up an extension cord. I got to you know, <laughs> get it all set up so that all she had to do was pull the trigger because that's the fun part, right? You know, spraying down. And uh, so I just hooked it all up and got out of her way and she did all the work. So that's, that's kind of where, where I fall in this whole scene. That's You're what Chuck man. does. He sits in his barca lounger and just watches his wife works at work outside and move that move that boulder over here. So as long as she's happy, I know I'm happy. <laughs> you know what? You just said a mouthful. Amen. Speaking Amen. of which, if someone's countertops, bathroom, or kitchen are showing signs of 40 years of wear and tear, you've got a resource, right? For people oh, to yeah. look at. Granite Source of Michigan, they're so good at this, and I love the the way that they blend 
uh, modern technology with old school craftsmanship. You know, I've, I've been out there and the guys uh, will be measuring to cut countertops, cut the stone. And I, I noticed they had a, an old school tape measure <laughs> and a yardstick. And I said, how come you're not using like a laser thing or, you know, something that's uh, electronic? And they said, we don't trust it. We, we want to see it with our own eyes and uh, measure it with our own hands. We get it. We get it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. If I'm going to measure something, I want you to tape measure every time. You get apps now to do it on your phone, but I don't I trust know. it. But speaking of the countertops, as you guys were uh, mentioning, um, we just had this conversation at home. My wife said, you know, our laundry room uh, is getting kind of shabby, and a countertop in there, some real stone in there would be fabulous, right over the, the top of the washer and dryer, you know, very easy to keep clean, much better than for mica or any kind of uh, artificial uh, substance, and it would look cool and really kind of spruce things up because... The cool thing about Granite Source of Michigan is for a, for a minor investment, relatively speaking, you're going to add like 25% uh, equity in your home. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off for you. And the cool part is you get to enjoy it in the meantime. You're right. You're right. I and for agree those- with you. And they have a lot of different surfaces available. Ken, you made a great comment earlier in the show about the unique quality in the grains of the granite. Yeah, you can think what's really cool about the, the way that Granite Source of Michigan does it is you go to their yard and they have literally hundreds of slabs of granite, all cowed, cut out of mountains and you name it, Africa, South America, all over the world. And you say, I want that piece. I want that slab. And they will use that slab. They'll cut it. They'll fabricate it for your countertops. And there's not going to be another person in the world that has that slab with that pattern that you have on your countertop. I noticed when I went out there, uh, I confessed to them, I don't know anything about stone. I couldn't tell you the difference between quartz and marble and, and the rest of it. Uh, in, in that case, if that's how you are, if you're like me, they'll be glad to give you an education on what exactly. works best in each each uh, purpose. So, you know, some stones would be great for outside if you're doing like a barbecue uh, other stones might be more preferable if you're doing a fireplace or a bathroom and they can give you that education and also, uh, help you understand, you know, the cleaning process because a, a lot of us have ended up with stone that we thought looked cool, but was a huge pain to maintain. <laughs> Great point. Yeah. And there's a fear with some of the granite, you know, the, it's a porous material because it's a natural material and quartz has kind of been the evolution to that where they, they literally grind up some of the unusable granites and create these beautiful quartz products that kind of give you the best of granite, but a little easier maintenance and less concern about contaminants getting in the stone. Well, I love the idea that it's a local company. It's yeah. you know, it's not a national or international concern. So when you hire them, uh, you're going to be not only doing business with a local company, but you're keeping local people working, hardworking trades people. And we know how much we respect those guys. And they're really good at it. And the, the wait time, from what I understand it, they can get to your house probably in a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, get you on the list. So it's not like some of these stories we've heard. I know you guys hear it all the time that... <laughs> You go to uh, build a pool these days, and it, it might it might be a year. Yes. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. So you go there, and you can pick out your slab. They'll come to your house. They'll measure up your countertops, which you need it for, and then they need some time to fabricate it. And once yeah. it's fabricated, they'll come in. They'll put it in. It's absolutely gorgeous stuff. Over fifteen hundred different kinds of stone, and you can talk quartz, granite, marble, you name it. They have it there. Right. Plus, uh, I like the idea that they are referred by you guys. So everybody listening knows you guys don't just give away your endorsement for, for nothing. I mean, you got to earn it. And they've obviously done that at Granite Source of Michigan. Plus, they have a deal going on where if you mention WJR, uh, you will get a free edging. You know, if you want to do something fancy with the edging of your countertop, they will do that with the purchase of a new kitchen countertop. So it's, it's kind of a sweet yeah. deal. You know what's good? We were talking um, to one of our remodelers that specializes in the aging in place and having a contrasting edge to the countertop surface is actually suggested for people getting on in years, kind of like Ken's co-host. 
Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> with diminished visual capacity, you know, so you know when maybe you're sliding that pan of pasta toward the edge because you see the edge defined by a different color. That's a great idea. Not to well, I would thought you were going in a direction that I would be more concerned with, and that is <laughs> falling and putting a big gash in my head. <laughs> smooth that off, round that off. <laughs> well, listen. We all know that what Granite Source of Michigan does brings elegance to the kitchen. It brings elegance to the bathroom. I mean, they are. If you go to resell your house, you're going to get some quite great deal of your investment back when you resell the house because. Most people, when they buy a house right now, if they don't have granite countertops, it's a matter of time before they oh, yeah. take off what's there and they want granite countertops. Yeah, everybody wants it. And the thing is, it's so much more than kitchens and uh, bathrooms. If you go on their website, granitesourceofmichigan.com, you can see the things they're doing with fireplaces. And then one of the new trends is what uh, the Italians called cucina, you know, that outdoor kitchen. Yeah. And uh, I know I want to talk to them about, I've got a, a grill that's built into a, a brick podium kind of thing. I want to get them to, to design and build like a half horseshoe on the other side of that. So I can cook and then turn around and serve. And uh, they are great at that. And the outdoor stuff and the, the stuff they're doing with high tech lighting. Oh, it's just unreal. It's really cool. Unreal is correct because what you were just talking about that podium, they can put lighting behind that stuff. If they if yeah. they have a vertical application, they can put lighting behind that stuff, like blue lighting or rotating. Remember the old Christmas trees? They had the uh, rotating lights that would turn something like that. Yeah, the aluminum tree. Yeah. I was uh, at their showroom and I saw where they took uh, this high tech LED lighting and they put it underneath natural stone. Yeah. So when the lights changed colors, it reflected up, and the veins of the actual natural yeah. stone changed colors. Uh, it was a trip, you know. So, <laughs> uh, Remind you of college it. days, eh, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> for, for, any of, uh, for any of our listeners who uh, are perhaps uh, dealing with uh, medical substances to help with uh, glaucoma or arthritis, they'll get a kick out of this. So uh, is it as easy as a phone call to them, or should people be stopping by there, Jim? No, you should probably call them 248 982 9103 that's 248-982-9103 or granitesourceofmichigan.com on the web good people they'd love to talk to you they're down to earth nobody's going to hustle you nobody's going to pressure you or upsell you and i guarantee you you'll be happy you guys know that and i know that so you can take that to the bank you know we have seen chuck and i have both seen a lot of granite fabricators over the year and it's the little details the little things that make the difference when you're oh, doing yeah. something like this and i can notice them chuck can notice them most people can't notice them but when you deal with a company like granite source of michigan they are very attention to detail oriented they want to make sure that when they leave yeah. your house you're absolutely as thrilled as possible one of the reasons we all we all enjoy and like the company Right. Hey, I have one last question uh, before before we go. Uh -oh. I've always wondered about you guys. Are you? I would imagine for you two guys, it would be like being a doctor or a lawyer. When you're at a party or a barbecue or a, a get together, when people come up to you, everybody's got a question. Hey, yeah, good to see you again. Listen, <laughs> my fence, my fence in the back. Uh, I don't know if it needs to be stained or replaced. I mean, does that happen to you? Like everywhere you go, guys? Well, you said doctor or lawyer. It's more the analogy of a septic tank cleaner and pumper. But <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, Chuck always looks at him and says, just send me an email. Just yeah. put it in the <laughs> email. Hey, guys, <laughs> thanks for having me on and uh, talking about Granite Sources of Michigan. They are good people, and so are you. Thank you. Jim, you, you and Steve do a great job at, at the show before us on Saturday mornings. We really enjoy listening to you guys, and uh, thank you so much for coming on today. All right. God bless you, Jim. Stay well. You too. God bless you. Thank Jim you. Harper talking about Granite Source of Michigan. Great company. Great guy. Really appreciate it. Hey, we're going to go ahead and make this next segment brought to you by a company that brings you a product that's built in the great white north so you can stay comfortable in your home, and that company is Clarkston Window and Door. Chuck and Ken and Bambi, uh, <laughs> my partner brought a little prop that he, uh, as I was uh, writing some stuff, I looked up and saw, you look good with horns. <laughs>
Should we even go there? No. Hey, we want to, we want to thank Jim Harper. Uh, Jim is the co-host of the Great Michigan Weekend Show. It airs Saturday just before the Inside Outside guys from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And boy, talk about a true professional. What a pleasure to talk to him, hey? Yeah, him and Steve do a great job with that show. We really enjoy listening to him on the way into work every morning. So uh, great job. Thank you so much for coming on with Mr. Jim Harper, Detroit Radio Legend. Good time. Hey, let's open the phone lines, eh? Anyone that wants to call, 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. You know, we should also mention, uh, we, we kind of glanced over it just because time goes by so fast on the radio. Uh, Granite Source has a lot of different types of hard surface material. You mentioned the marble and we mentioned the quartz. Uh, I think they also carry some soapstones. They used to carry the Corian product. I don't know if they still do or not. Uh, that's kind of going, losing popularity, you know, uh, compared to some of these other products. But it's worth the trip, right? It's definitely worth, definitely, definitely worth the trip. Once again, 888-654-GUYS. On a day like today, Chuck, a lot of people are going to be going outside and doing some maintenance. And we always tell people, Keep an eye on your deck. And we keep getting emails, Chuck, about people asking about their decks. About um, A lot of them will say, I just put a new deck in last year. What should I put on it? Some will say, I have a cedar deck. What should I put on it? Um, others will say that I have an older deck and I want to put a, a coating over it or a stain. And, you know, one of our questions always is, is, you know, what is the material you have on there now? Because it is very important before we answer those questions. Yeah. What's the wood and, and what have you done to it already? If it is right. wood. Yeah. Right. And Trex, we want to remind people, if you buy a Trex type product, now there's several out there, you know, Trex has kind of become the Kleenex name of those products. First of all, we love them. The premium product is awesome. Yeah. Um, but you better pick a color you like because you're not going to stain that product or paint it. Uh, you're going to lightly power wash it maybe once a year, and that's it to restore it to its natural beauty. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. That is a Kleenex uh, name. In other words, that's what everyone calls even though it might not be the product trucks. It's, it's those boards that everyone recognizes. And it's a great product. We like that product. Oh, I do. But, yeah. but there, there are many different kinds. So if someone has a wood deck right now, and uh, it's it's starting to show its age. We said this recently, the coatings that you can buy on, and they go on really thick, these coatings do. They're, it's, they're almost like a, oh, geez, a plastic. You know, when you yeah. get your roller and you roll it, it's really thick. I'm not a giant fan of those chucks, and, and I've said that before, because especially with the decks that are lower to the ground that don't have the air movement, that have that um, dirt real close, you're only coating the, the, the three sides, the top and maybe partial of the two sides of the board. Yeah. And that moisture will still wick. And when you put a non-breathable on there like that, it's just going to sit inside of those. And I think it tends to deteriorate those boards even quicker. Well, probably our best resource for information is our listeners. And gosh, it's probably what, maybe eight years ago, those started to become popularized and, and they're expensive. A lot of them are, are a two-part product. And we had a lot of listeners within a year or three of application telling us it, it's busting up. It's coming off, you know, Killing. yeah. And what do I do? How do I repair it? How do I fix it? And that's kind of our basis for saying maybe in the Midwest, you don't use that product. Perfect. I think that is perfect. Now, what about people that may have a year or two old deck with it? Just a, a, a treated wood chuck and they like the color, but they don't want to put a stain on it. They know they need to protect it with something, but they don't want to put a stain on it. I am a big fan of boiled linseed oil. Um, gosh, on a day like today. Where do people harvest linseeds? What's that? Where do people harvest linseeds? We're going to kill all those poor little linseeds. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of neat because it's a non-petroleum-based oil. It's yeah. a natural oil. Um, and it does a really good job of soaking into um, even treated, dried, treated wood, cured, treated wood product. And it's one of those things you can put on just about any time. But again, if you put it on, like, say, this morning, let's say the deck is dry. You didn't get rained on last night. Um, it's going to soak it up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's going to need to cure for about 24 hours. So you, you want to do it in a, you know, like any stain where you can stay off of it for at least a full 
cycle of 24 hours. Yeah. But it's easy. It's inexpensive. Um, it's going to maintain, like you said, the uh, integrity of the look. It, it may darken it just a tiny bit, which is kind of how that wood went down in the first place, a little darker. You know, it bleaches right. out over time. Yeah, and I'll highlight the grains again in a lot of the woods yeah. as you put it on. <clears throat> and and it'll, it actually protects the woods. You're introducing the oils back into the woods, which, which will help protect it. Right. But what you're not doing is what we spoke about earlier, is you're not sealing off anything. Everything's still able to breathe with that product as well, correct? You know, it's funny you say that. I also, um, a lot of your door thresholds, have wood immediately underneath the door. I will put boiled linseed oil on that. Good. Um, we've got a seat out in front that's wrought iron and wood. I'll put it on the wood portion of that seat. And it's just a good preservative protectorant that's natural, that's easy, that's inexpensive, and you can repeat it year after year without, you know, getting build up that you have to worry about coming off. And you can actually put it into a little pump sprayer if you need to, because like yeah. you and I, like you and I say, if if you're going to do a, um, a a bench you have at your house and you want to sand it all down or even power wash it all down and then let it dry and put this down, you know, you take that pump spray, you turn it over. We want you to try to get every side of the board, every bit of the board you can get. We want you to try to get because we talk about a door. You think about a door. A door has six sides. One side rubs way too much. It rubs off protection. It can affect the entire door. And start oh, yeah, in terms of how door. moisture comes and goes into that door. So very um, important. I do like the idea if you're going to put it on something that you, maybe you, it, let's say you sprayed it on the deck. I would still like the idea of a lone app roller going over that to try to push it into the wood a little bit. Or a rag even, right? A rag, a, a right. good brush. Um, anything that, anything that kind of, again, for lack of a better way to say it, push it into the wood a little bit. I agree with rather you. Rather than sitting on the surface. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, we'll be taking your phone calls when we get back from break. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. We have a bonus hour coming up today. We do. New and one with Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. And we're going to tell you about the exciting weekend we have coming up next week, which is Intro to the Trades. Trying to get more people here in the Southern Michigan area into the building trades. It's a great way to go. And if you don't have the number and name of a really good, trustworthy plumber on your refrigerator. Shame on you. You're going to rue the day that you ignored the advice we're going to give you right now. Whether you need a plumber or not, put Waterwork Plumbing on a refrigerator magnet so when you need them, you got them. Waterwork Plumbing. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you the phone lines are open for the next hour, 888 Four guys, which is four eight nine seven. Hopefully, that's programmed into your phone, or eight hundred eight five nine zero WJR. Good job, buddy. Want people? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Want people to stick around between the noon and one hour. The inside outside guys are going to run over to the world headquarters of Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and uh, help educate us on how to keep your your home nice, healthy clean breathing clean air all the time i like it i like it a lot you know you and i were talking about mulch earlier one thing we did not mention if you're buying a natural wood make sure you get one that uh is naturally self-preserving uh like a cedar or a cypress and it's another reason to to you may pay a little bit and i mean a little bit more you're right. uh, for a really good cedar or cypress, but there's a difference. And those natural preservatives will keep insects from nesting in the wood mulch. And if you don't have that, some of that mulch will actually attract insects, which you oh. do not want. And those better mulches you're going to find at the landscape supplies, the greenhouses, places like that. It's funny you say that. I was thinking of one. We've got one, uh, gosh, maybe a mile and a quarter north of our house. And uh, they carry a quality product. Uh, the neat thing about it is when you compare, like you mentioned, the gas stations where you buy them in, you know, half cubic foot bags or something like that. You know, by the time you buy 40 of those, it's cheaper to buy a better product from a landscape supply and have it delivered, you know. You're right. That, you know, the thing is they, they figured out it was the ease of just having it right next to you where you're sitting there by the pump throwing it a oh, couple of 
you know, and we don't have to, I told you I cleaned out all my, um, my bark last fall, but I don't do that every year. I usually take every, about three or four years. I'll go and take everything out and, and put new stuff in a lot of times. I'll just bring a, a buy bag sometimes and I'll just refresh and it put over top of it. And I've done that for a few years, but if you haven't removed your mulch in a few years, um, get it out of there, put new stuff in. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight. 654-4897. Let's talk to Matt in Washington Township. Good morning, Matt. You're on with the guys on WJR. Good morning. So I, I bought one of those houses. Uh, before the people left the house that I'm at right now, they ended up putting that solid surface stain on the yes. deck, and almost immediately it started popping up and peeling. <laughs> so right now I'm scraping and pressure washing. Is there an alternative to pressure washing and scraping? Sanding, possibly, except Not for, for that getting those. I know of. Yeah, those edges. You know, you're still going to have to deal with those vertical edges. Um, but yeah, you could use a good commercial grade sander, like you'd use on a floor. Uh, the the issue there potentially, of course, is whether or not the fasteners they used were countersink sunk just below the surface. Because if they're not, and the answer is no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, the, the answer is no. They're not. Oh gosh, okay. that just well, makes I, it brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and this is a so there's a couple of decks that I've actually working on that uh, has the same same kind of issue in the okay, family, it, within the family. Is this the actual like rubberized coating, uh, textured coating that we talk about, or is this a solid stain? It's, it's the solid stain. It's actually peeling up. And, and so after you peel it up, you see that the wood underneath is wet. There's a bunch of moisture. So there's, there's a potential for rot, too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Check those yeah. connections. Yeah. If it's a pressure-treated deck, the wood should be good once you get that material off of it. Uh, if it's a okay. salt-treated, what we call a salt-treated product, you should be fine. It, it, it does it appear to be uh, structurally sound. Yeah, it, it is structurally sound, absolutely. Good. I think once I get back to bare wood, but it's just that that effort trying to get to that bare wood is uh, yeah. unbelievably oh. difficult. I'll, I think my alternative is to put down a rug or something, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I got to tell you, you can buy nice 8 by 10 outdoor fabric rugs for 150 bucks a piece, so that might be yeah. that, that might be your best alternative. <laughs> well, the good news, you got a great day to... Great day to spend outside and do something like this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. God bless man. you, Matt. Thanks, thanks, buddy. You know, Chuck, I would think the coatings that we talk about would be easier to, to get up. A, a solid stain would be terribly difficult to get up. That's when I think you need to do some sanding, like you said. You know what's what's brutal about that? A lot of people buy what we call the overcoats. They're essentially a paint. Uh, that's got the word stain on the bucket exactly. as well. Exactly. And if you put it like on a pressure treated deck that hasn't properly dried, you know, we talked about material getting into the wood. Uh, you're going to have what Matt's got where it just sat on the surface, cured, and now it's popping up because it never, you know, became integrated with the wood. Um, and pressure treated wood can be brutal that way with any solid surface finish. And it's not very forgiving. I mean, you if no. it, there's any moisture in there whatsoever, you and I say whether it's, I mean, we get emails on painting concrete, painting siding, painting decks, painting porches, painting awnings. And what we always put in those answers is prep is everything. No matter what you're painting, the prep work. And I told you before, that's what I love so much about um, Rhino Shield. Because when they came out and did my house, they spent yeah. four days prepping and two days actually applying the product. And uh, you know when when you see something like that happening, it's a quality product. Yeah. Well, even, you know, it's funny talking to uh, Max and Rob from Motor City. You know, they test that concrete for moisture because if there's too much moisture coming up through it, they're not going to put their product down until it dries out. You know, that's a, that's a great point. You know, Chuck, there is a lot of houses out there that have what you call case of the uglies. Drive down any street and stand back, look at your house. You as a homeowner, stand back, take a look at your house and see, do you like it? Could it use a facelift? Pro Home Improvement can help. 
Absolutely. It, your house was beautiful 35 years ago, but it needs a facelift. And if you want to get rid of the house uglies, pro home improvement is the answer. With Welcome back, eight, everybody. Go ahead. With, with over 80 years of combined housing experience, <laughs> hey, if you, leave, if you live in the, uh, the signal of hearing this right now and you need help with your house or advice for your house, anytime during the week, InsideOutsideGuys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. We are here to help you 24-7. Chuck, I want to go back real quick to something you said at the last segment. Uh, make sure people know our phone lines are open. You have any questions, we'll take your phone calls. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. But you said the word, you're talking about solid stain on a deck. And you said it's basically pain. Explain that to people because I want to make sure they know that once they use a product like that, they're going to have maintenance. I mean, even if you use it well, probably um, probably the worst surface other than your roof for, for uh, you know, getting torn apart by the weather, the UV rays from the sun and the wind and, every, and the rain and the drying and the wetting is your walking surface on your deck. So think about it you put a paint on it or a solid surface stain and then you expose it to those elements you know within within a year or two depending on you know whether you use a real light color or a darker color it's going to fade it's likely to start peeling and chipping because like you you made a great point earlier i did the underside of the wood deck is attracting moisture from the ground 24 7. That moisture is going to work its way through the wood and try to come out of the top of the wood. If you've got a solid surface over the top of that, it's going to cause that to bubble and delaminate, if you will. It has nowhere else to go. It has nowhere else to go. And nature, you can't deny nature. Nature wants that moisture to work its way to a drier environment, which is the top of the board. <laughs> you know, and I want to make people make sure people understand what you said about the stain slash paint. A solid stain is basically a paint, people. Okay. It may say stain, but it's basically a paint. And anytime you're going to paint a deck, a walking surface, think about it. If you I mean, whether it's concrete, you mentioned the walking surface, wood. Where do you start seeing the traction area, you know, where the, where people start walking and start sure. peeling up? So if you're going to do that, just know that you are giving yourself maintenance in the future. And as we all know, as we age, that's the last thing we want to do. It is for so me. Try to resist putting those on there. Another option, like we talked about earlier, is the boiled linseed oil, which will help protect and preserve yeah. that deck long term. And if you want color, use a transparent oil-based stain it'll help preserve the wood it's easy to put another coat down next year if you want to refresh it or the year after or the sure. year after that you don't have to boy i'm listening to matt on that phone call in washington and i am thinking oh boy god bless you sir because i do not want to do that kind of work anymore <laughs> me neither because there's no easy way even a power washer oh, a power washer would get it off well yeah but a lot of times Using a power washer on a product like that, you're going to have to sand it afterwards because uh, it, it blisters, and not blister, but gives a little um, rough surface. You know, yeah, power wash. It'll peach fuzz. There you go. If you're there not you go. careful, your your wood will have a peach fuzz surface to it. No, I, I want to make sure people understand. If you've got a, a wood deck, and Chuck, you mentioned the trucks earlier, um, you don't have to put back a wood deck. I mean, we'd get the question, okay, I have a wood deck now, but I, I don't really like it. Um, I'm considering brick pavers. I'm considering concrete. You got wood. You have composite. You know, what's the best product for you in the backyard? You know, concrete is something you just put on a regular concrete driveway or concrete patio, not decorative. That's probably going to be your least maintenance and your least headaches over the years. You agree? I've said for years, a, a professionally installed concrete patio is probably one of the best values out there. Uh, in terms of, you know, enjoying the outdoor space. Uh, again, it's got to be professionally installed. But I remember years ago, one of the reasons I fell in love with concrete is because it goes in wet, which means we can make it any shape we want. Sure. Right? Sure. Yep. yep. And we were doing a uh, backyard patio for a family who's, uh, who was very proud of their Irish heritage. So we actually did a patio in the shape of a shamrock. 
very cool. You know, they loved it. They were thrilled to death. And quite frankly, I mean, we spent more time forming it. But sure. Placing, placing it wasn't any different. Sure, sure. I'm gonna, I'll tell you one of the big mistakes people make when they when they do a patio or they do concrete, and I want people to under, resist this when they get estimate out. You, if you're pouring concrete, you want to reinforce it with steel. There's just, just there's no reason not to. It, it is such a small percentage of the price to do the job right with steel. And you get a lot of people saying they use something called a fiber mesh. Fiber mesh is a, is a product that is put into the concrete as it is poured and mixed and it does not hold the concrete together once the cracking starts and we say concrete will crack sometimes it cracks where they want it to crack sometimes it doesn't but if it does crack you want it to at least be held together and not move away That's that steel big. will do that and it'll keep it'll, uh, what we call vertical displacement where yes sir one slab goes up and the other goes down or vice versa and let's reiterate though that has to be professionally done because i've seen people lay steel mesh you know on the uh, substrate before the pour and then just pour over it and we'll, oh yeah it's in there well no it's not in there it's underneath it it's laying on the bottom of it, you know, exactly. you, and, and you can see when you break those up because they're not properly done. So they're going to um, fail sooner and you break exactly. it up and that stuff's just laying on the bottom of it. You want it in the middle as much as possible. And one thing we always say is how do they do the roads? Now, people may not be real thrilled with the Michigan roads, but <laughs> when they build Michigan roads, they use a drainable um, compacted base underneath and they reinforce it with steel. Oh, oh yeah. So why Absolutely. wouldn't you want your patio? Now I'm not saying concrete's the best way to go. A, a, a brick paver patio is a beautiful patio, but it needs to be done right. You need to have they a all good do. base. Yeah, it needs to have a good base. But a lot of options. But the least maintenance one, Chuck, for long term, is concrete. Just for yeah. concrete. You know, it's funny. Um, Matt's situation, he could arguably tear up that wood walking surface and put a Trex down over the top of it. Maybe we talk about that a little more when we come back, but we want to remind people the phone lines are open, 888-654-GUYS. Absolutely. I want to make sure people stick around between the noon and one hour when Chuck and I are going to head over to Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and continue to, they're going to help us and you teach us how to keep our air clean in our homes at all times. Chuck. If you want to tear out an old bathtub and put in a safer, big, beautiful, almost virtually maintenance-free shower, all you got to do is pick up the phone and call Bath Planet. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you for the next half hour anyway, the phone lines are open, 888-654-4897, after which we're sprinting over to Amnesty World Headquarters on Grand River and Novi, and we're going to talk to Steve Dickinson over there. That'll be fun between 12 and 1. Yes, yes, it will. Chuck, I want to mention something you were talking about earlier, the mulch issue. Um, you talked to our friends at Rove Pest Control, and you asked them about the mulch issue. I think they're going to say something like what you said earlier, do you know, Chuck, if any of these mulches, do they add any kind of borates into these mulches? Any idea? Wow, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask the folks. I told you that I'm going to go visit here uh, north of, of our house. Um, I do not know. Uh, I doubt they do to the cedar, of course. Yes, uh, right. The right. cedar, the cypress, the redwood, I wouldn't think they do. So it'll be interesting know to find out. We know some of the punky woods on the houses, when they get moist and punky, they invite the carpenter ants and they invite termites and they invite ants, basically, you name it. So yeah. you don't want to put something down that may, once it deteriorates, and if you're not the kind of person that stays ahead of that at your house, like we were talking earlier, man, you don't want, you do not want to invite any of those kind of critters. So make sure you're putting, like you said, Chuck, there's... There's consequences if you don't put the right stuff down. Eight 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 six five four guys. Our phone lines are wide open. Eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Give us a call. I mean, the analogy I always use is um, the cedar hope chest or the cedar closet. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, cedar mulch is a good one. Um, there's also, you know, people can do stone mulches, but if you're going to do that, you 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 might want to. Do something along the, I mean, obviously no bugs are going to eat the stone, uh, but you might want to still spray something out there once or a year or so or sprinkle the borax like we talked about yesterday. Yeah. And you, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. You softened a lot on your mulch stance. Years ago, you did not like mulch. I wouldn't even heard you. I would have heard you talking more about putting stones down in your house. Than oh, mulch. I see what you mean. Yeah. Just because it, it got kind of messed up with, with all these uh, non-naturally durable wood products, you know, and people, I, I remember Mother Earth News, you know, buy a chipper and, and take all your branches and chip them up and use them for mulch around the house. And I'm going, no, oh. you don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, so I, I kind of got stigmatized by, you know, the use of product that might invite insects, kind of like you're talking about. Are you, you still have that lifetime subscription to Mother Earth News, Chuck? You know what? It's funny you say that. I think they still publish it, and I would like to get a subscription to it, only because I'd be curious to see. I mean, I, I used to read it religiously, you know, back when we knew we were entering global cooling and <laughs> we were going to run out of fossil fuels and all that stuff. Um, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what they say. Do you remember you and I at one of the home shows? I don't recall which one uh, talked to an exhibitor there that actually had a spray on mulch that you might call a rubber product. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yep. It was permanent mulch and they could, they could make it any color you wanted, but essentially you ended up with a bed of rubber around, you know, your planted areas. Well, they took a lot of times they would take, car tires matter of fact the studios that we broadcast from a lot in grand blank there um has rubber mulch that's been there for years years brown it hasn't faded in color yeah. but if you pick it up you can tell it used to be car tires at one point and i'm not a big fan of it i, I to me it gets in the way i'd be scared of hitting it with the lawnmower more you know but uh uh it, it, it's an option right yeah, and it's funny because I think before they grind that up, they somehow remove the steel belts from those tires. Oh, sure, sure. Um, yeah. But you're right. It'd still be brutal to hit too many times. It's maybe that'd be like hitting the big pine cones with your mower blades, you know. That, that'll destroy those blades and dull them quick. And uh, you can also restain some mulches. You can actually buy some stain to put in like a pump sprayer you'll use for weeding around the house. And you can spray, let's say you have a red mulch, you can buy the cedar tone and you could spray yeah. it on and, and do it up. What color do you use at your house? What color mulch? I, I, I use kind of a uh, medium brown. Okay. Uh, it's not the light, light brown and it's not a real dark color. Uh, it's just something that I aesthetically has greater appeal to me. I've always used the black, just pure black mulch. Yeah. I like and I got color. a lot of river rock too. So, you know, that's a nice contrast for me. 888-654-4897. Let's talk to Tim in Ohio. Good morning, Tim. You're on with the guys. Good morning. I, uh, Good morning. I'm going to redo my, I don't know whether to call it a basement or not. It's uh, downstairs. Uh, it's like four foot below grade and four foot above grade. Uh, it was basically almost a uh, ranch-style setup down there, three bedrooms, bath, kitchen, and all that stuff. I'm redoing it, and I wanted to do it in knotty pine paneling, using like one by sixes or one by eight tongue and groove, and put it on the walls. And uh, I was wondering what your thoughts are about, well, like when you're going into the store and you're picking out lumber, is it a good thing or a bad thing to sit there and rifle through a whole stack of wood just to find, you know, decent enough pieces that are going to be exposed that you're going to you're going to be uh, showing? Do you guys have a Great you know any qualms about somebody? rifling through a bunch of wood to look for good ones i don't as long as you don't mess up you know the inventory uh you know and you're respectful of you know the next person that's going to come around for what you pay for wood today i'm going to rifle through right. it. i will tell you if you're doing much down there um i don't know what's about around 4, you 000, i'm sorry about four thousand square feet i'm going to probably end up with there you go. You might look for a private mill. Um, You've got a couple that. of them north of you, but the trouble is you got to have the exact amount because the shipping business, if I sh short myself or, or get too much, because you know, this is a first-time project for me, and I really don't I know how to... Are you going to do something with a V-groove and a tongue and groove on the edges or butt joints? How you right. Well, I think I was going to get a router and route the tongue and groove on the ends so I don't have all the waste. I was going to do that myself. Wow, what a f okay. Um, Project. Yeah, it is. 
again, if, if you're if you're using a lot of it, you might be better off, you know, looking at a private mill. Um, they can dry it, they can route it, they can cut it, they can groove it, they can be groove it, they can do virtually anything you want to it in that regard, and uh, you're more likely to get consistently good product and product that probably came from two or three logs rather than possibly a hundred different logs. Yeah. Nowadays, when you buy that product, it comes in a, in a, in a cardboard box, basically, a, you know, a package of eight to 12 and you don't get to rifle through them because they're banded up individually. So many square feet per package. But I like your idea, Chuck. And it sounds like Tim's on the same page. Yeah. Uh, but another thing, if I do it myself, uh, I had somebody tell me that you have to wash that wood before you can, uh, finish it, like put a clear coat on it? Is it, they say there's some kind of stuff that gets on the wood at the mill or something that you have to wash off first? I, I never heard of that before, and when you're doing 4,000 square feet, and then you got to do both sides, that's uh, a lot of washing. I'll tell you what, we've done that, that? a ton of that over the years, and we lightly sand it, and then we take a tack cloth, and then we will put at least one coat of varnish on before we install it. And then we'll put our second or third coats on after it's installed. Uh, but if you do it that way, uh, I mean, again, we, I, I don't even know how much of that I've done over the years and had good luck with that method. And this is downstairs, so it's a block wall. And the I, I guess I'll paint the below grade part with the, like a dry lock or something like that to seal it. Is it good to put like a foam uh foam between the board and the wall or leave it open absolutely with a little bit of airspace it can only help yeah how are you going to secure the wood over the uh block wall are you going to put some strips on there or something yeah yeah strips uh, probably one yeah. by fours or if you do then, that uh, of course I'd... use a really good construction adhesive to, to apply in those to nails i'll tell you what uh, you use a good, like a Ken and I like PL 500, 600, uh, those products. You put something like that on, it's going to be there long after you're in that house. And and it acts as a capillary break. It won't allow moisture to work through the brick into the strips because it won't work through the glue. So, and we'd, re we'd rather see you seal that wall with a breathable sealer than paint a dry lock on it because that yeah. dry lock will... It could do more damage to a block wall if it traps that water inside the webbing. Yeah, and the wood will let moisture breathe. That's the beauty of the wood. You know, if if it gets some moisture behind it, uh, it'll it'll work right through it into the space that you're living in there. So you're saying no dry lock. Use what else? A breathable sealer, a water-based breathable sealer. Breathable sealer. Yeah. And glue it with. PL 500, is that a brand name or? 400, 500, 600, any of those, yeah. Yeah, the higher you go, it actually goes up to 800, with, which I think you could uh, glue an airplane together. It's amazing how strong amazing. that stuff is. But for something like the foam, a PL 300 would probably work. Just well, the, the one by fours to the oh, masonry. You're right. You're the right. one by four to the masonry, I would use a better grade for sure. Okay, and leave it open in between, no, no foam. Well, you could put foam over the top of the 1x4 then and then put your wood over the top of the foam. Then you have what Ken recommended earlier. You've got a little space in between the 1x4s that allow air to move behind there. Tim, feel free to send us an email. We'll help you help you that way as well. But we got to go to break. We want to ask Bob and Ross Common and Joe and Lincoln Park to hang on. We'll get to you guys after the break. Chuck, people here about performance remodeling all the time on the WJR airwaves, and they hear, hear how they give them three estimates for window, good, better, best. Tell you what, they're a great company, and if you're thinking about new windows, new doors, new siding, new roofing, you'd make a mistake by not considering performance remodel. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. want to remind you at 12 o'clock, we're going to jump right into a one-hour session with Steve Dickinson from Amnesty Air Deck Cleaning.
We also remind you next weekend, we're going to have the introduction to the trades. We are going to spend the entire weekend introducing you and introducing hopefully your family members, anyone that may need a career into the trade, into the career of trades. And we're going to have a lot of great guests, something you do not want to miss next Saturday and Sunday. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Bob from Roscommon. Hey, Bob, is it as beautiful up in Roscommon as it is down here today? Well, it's kind of overcast, but... Uh... Just a slight wind, and it's uh, seventy-five now. So oh, that's great weather. They can't complain. <laughs> yeah. What can we do for yeah. you, my friend? I uh, I have a fifteen hundred square foot house and a story and a half, and it's pretty well insulated. But I left. I have electric heat, and I wondered if a heat pump is an alternative to that. Interesting. You know, we, how do we say it, Chuck? You and I are not uh, master electricians, but we play play them on the radio or HVAC. I have a heat pump in my house, and I'm about two hours south of you. I love my heat pump. Does a great job cooling my house, does a great job helping heat my house. So I think it's a great option. Chuck, how do you feel? Now you are electrically fueled with that, Ken? Yes. Yes, for that heat pump. Yes. Yeah. I mean, certainly they're effective and they work extremely well and they have really tremendous efficiency ratings, even as far north as we are and as far north as you are, Bob. So I would look at it as an option. Do you have a crawl space or a basement under that story and a half? I've I've got a like a 16-inch crawl space. Okay. Yeah. But could, could I mount it on the outside? Oh, yeah. The house? Absolutely. And, and That's where then mine is. Does it, the, the, how does the heat transfer in? They work very similarly to how your refrigerator works. A refrigerator I know doesn't. That. Oh, yeah. well, that, that's that, the question you just how, asked. How does, it, uh, uh, how does it distribute the heat then? Is it. It's blowing through your duct system. Duct Yes, it's, it's actually pushed through your it's pushed through your duct system, similar to how you would see an air conditioner condenser work on the outside of a house. Except in okay. his house, they're going to have to install separate ducts, if you will, because he's got electric heat, right? Yeah. Is, is there some way where I could just have uh, one duct into the house, in, into my uh, living kitchen area? Well, depending on how you're oriented, if you're roughly square with that house and based on the square footage, you've you got to be close to that. What they'll do is they'll mount that unit on the outside of the house. They'll take a duct, a whatever size they deem necessary, up to the uh, upper level, and, and then they will run horizontally through your attic and install in the ceiling little diffusers that will supply cooler. No, I just want heat on the first floor. Well, then they can just they can just do it do it the one floor, similar to any house choice. that's on a slab on grade. You know, my okay. the duct works run through the furnace, and you know, get up in your area. Right. Give Goyette a call; they're a big company up in your area. Go Goyette Mechanical, and just have them come out and what ask questions it? about it. Goyette G O Y E T T E is that right, Chuck? Yep. Goyette Mechanical. G O Y E T T right? Yeah. G-O-Y-E-T-T-E, Goyette Mechanical. And You'll Chuck, see their red vans all over. Okay, where are they located? In? Well, their headquarters is south of the Flint area, but they actually have remote uh, branches throughout the state. Okay. I mean, again, if you're looking, you'll see them all okay. over. They're up by you. We've got a phone number if you'd like okay. it. I appreciate that, yes. It's 810 Four two eight five three zero. And Bob, we appreciate your call. We got to get to one more before we go, buddy. Let's talk to Joe in Lincoln Park. Good morning, Joe. You're on with the guys. Well, good morning. How are you doing? Good, sir. How can we help you today? Well, I've got a little bit of a, of a issue I'm looking into. Um, I'm down in Lincoln Park, and unfortunately, in the past, I've had some basement flooding issues down here. Um, I've heard a couple pros and cons, one against the backflow protectors that are installed in your drains at the house to the main 
And whether to go with something like that or a sump pump in the basement um, relative to pushing the water out should something occur. Well, the problem that I've heard is the fact that if you put a backflow in, your main line is suspect to the possibility of damage based on any water pressure from the main line to the house. So if the well, pressure builds up in your drain, you know, you know it may, uh, honest, it may damage honest, that. Joe, we would recommend people have both a sump pump and the backflow preventer because it's a, I mean, it may damage your drain, but if, if it's not there, it's going to damage your basement. What's the source of your flooding? When you have it, is it sewer? the source of the flooding, or yeah, it, yeah it backed so, up. So in you the actually have sewer backups? Back well, sometimes it's sewer, and sometimes it's it's just dirty water, just plain you know clear dirty water. It goes either way. I've had both instances occur down here in the past. Yeah, I I would have no issues installing a backflow preventer a good check valve in that main sewer line and i'm a big believer i've talked about this over the last 15 years ken and i've been on the show i'd put a sump crock in any basement i built whether if i'm building in dubai in the desert i'm still putting a sump crock in that floor so if i ever want to throw a pump in <laughs> How like-minded are we? <laughs> and a sump, pump with a, 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 a sump pump with a backup as well. The more you can do, the better. But there's no way, especially in those areas, because we all know the flooding we got last year. Those It, it was terrible downriver in those areas. Yeah. Um, the, the small chance that it may damage something in the line is, is the, the peace of mind I'm going to get for not having the issues in my basement far outweighs that. Right. Yeah, okay. and, and, and no. pressure is a real relative thing. When if you think about fluid pressure, that's not being pushed hydraulically through; it's flowing. You know, so that would be the least of my concerns compared to the issues you're having. Good point. Okay, okay. So, well, that answered the question. I just didn't want to get into a situation where I was going to put something in that was going to cause more damage down the road. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. We would do both. If it was our basement, we would do both. I certainly appreciate the assistance. Thank you so much. You gentlemen luck, take Joe. care and have a very pleasant day. We appreciate you, Joe. Stay in touch with us. Thank you, sir. And I tell uh, you what, if there's, if there's anyone out there that woke up this morning, looked outside, and didn't think it was going to be a good day, uh, there's something wrong because it's beautiful outside. We want everyone to get outside today and get on that honeydew list. But before you do that, we want you to stick around for the next hour. And listen to Chuck and I go talk to um, Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and the owner, Steve Dickinson. The man has a wealth of information. And we also have going to have a, uh, a customer call in on his own volition, wanting to call in and talk about the new systems. Not new. It's not new anymore. Um, the duct armor and the AeroSeal systems that uh, Amnesty is installing. I know it. There's nothing like a customer that's dealt with the same company two and three times because they're so thrilled with it. So that's going to be part of that show. You know, you and I, um, a lot of people are trying to get some new kitchens, new bathrooms done. And we are huge believers that you want a turnkey remodeler that can pro provide design, engineering, good budget, lock-in budget, and then actually complete the job the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and if you don't want them at your house, go over to their showroom on Van Dyke between 16 and 17 Mile Road and talk to the people at Copkey Remodeling. they got a beautiful showroom. We'll make this next segment brought to you by our good friends at Copkey Remodeling. Stick around for another hour of the Inside Outside Guys right here on AM 760 WJR.